This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Um, I'm not very good at that, so I will leave that to the experts. Um, so if you're hearing our all sorts of funny, fun kid jokes today, that's why it's Talk Like a Pirate Day. This Saturday, the 21st, is Stephen King's birthday. Um, you know, Happy birthday to you, Mr. King, I, wherever you are, and creating wonderfully weird and eccentric and fabulously written books. Um, if you are a reader or a writer, uh, please pick up Mr. King's book. It's called On Writing, and it's all about how he came to be a writer and also um, the, the, the process of writing. And it's, it's a must-read for any, any wannabe writer, established writer, or just someone who wants a really good book to read. And then it is also a very Cancer Awareness Month, and I know I've spoken about this before. It's a very near and dear topic to me. Um, eight years ago, my very best friend was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and she has the uh, predisposition, the genetic predisposition to develop breast cancer. And uh, she had been doing everything she could to be mindful of any sort of changes of any sort uh, regarding uh, breast health. So she was getting uh, her mammograms every year, and then in six months after the mammogram, she would get an MRI because every woman in her family had gotten breast cancer by the time they were 37. So she was expecting this. And we had been friends since we were babies, so I was expecting her to call me and tell me, okay, it happened. Um, she had several biopsies and then nothing. Uh, she got to be about 43 and still nothing. So she's feeling a little anxious about this. And uh, so she decides to uh, – she was talking to her um, nurse practitioner. And the nurse practitioner said, you know what, because you have this uh, uh, BRCA gene uh, – you are much more likely to get ovarian cancer. And she already, my friend already kind of knew this because her grandmother had passed away from ovarian cancer in her, in her 80s. So they said, since you're done having babies, why don't we go ahead and decrease your chance of getting ovarian cancer by 90% by removing the ovaries. Um, and she said, let's do it. And, but when she went in, she called me from the recovery room and said, I've already got it. Um, and in retrospect, she said that it, the, the symptoms were there. It's just that she just kind of felt like they were everyday things um, and everyday kinds of symptoms, which we will talk about here in just a minute. And this is all leading up to our guest today is uh, Stacy Peterson, as she is an ovarian cancer survivor. She was diagnosed in her 20s, and she has two books out. Um, one is called Jelly Beans for Mom. And it is a children's book uh, written for how kids are seeing the world. And she wrote it um, when she was getting treatment, and this was for her daughter. Um, and then the other book is called It Isn't Ugly Forever. And it is a book about her process or to-do list for fighting cancer. And um, Stacy should be with us here in just a minute. But those two books are definitely something to pick up. It's the thing is, a lot of women are afraid to um, advocate for themselves or even investigate symptoms that are questionable or something that's new to you. Uh, and granted, ovarian cancer and a, and a lot of deep belly cancers can feel like 
just you know ate too big of a meal or just having different changes but the big thing is you have to be mindful of who what your body does and the signals it's sending you and if something is new to you um, and it's been around for at least two weeks or more um, that is something that's worth investigating and so be sure and document uh, your symptoms, how long you've had them, what makes them worse, what makes them better, um, if nothing makes them worse or better, uh, what you're taking over-the-counter-wise to treat them. Um, even if you're not taking any medicines, does a hot pack on your belly help? Does um, you know hot shower or stretching or whatever? And does that alleviate it or does it just, is it a temporary fix and then like it comes back? So um, again, we're waiting for Stacy to give us a shout. But in the meantime, um, I will go over the signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer. So the potential signs and symptoms are bloating, pelvic or abdominal pain, trouble eating or feeling full quickly. So let's say you're used to eating a, you know, a cheeseburger and fries at lunch, and then now you can barely get through half. Um, and this is something that's just kind of sticking around. It's not just cyclical hormonal cycles or what have you. It's, it's something that's just kind of there. Um, and feeling the need to pee more often and possibly even um, having some accidents. Um, another symptom of ovarian cancers can include uh, fatigue, um, upset stomach or heartburn, back pain, pain during intercourse or sex, and constipation or menstrual changes. All those things can be everyday symptoms, and that's part of the problem. That's why deep belly cancers tend to be harder to diagnose early. So one of the things that you can do and advocate for yourself, so if you have ovaries, you've had ovaries, or you know someone with ovaries, it's important to encourage that advocacy for yourself. So please be sure and write your symptoms down right when you feel like they started, because I know we all have busy lives, and sometimes we can't pinpoint exactly when something began, but we can say, you know, mid-July, mid-June, um, something like that. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that we want to sit there and really kind of investigate and make sure we have. And um, I am going to call Stacy right now because she is ready to talk to us, and I'm super excited. So let's give her a shout. And Stacy is like a truly phenomenal lady, so you're going to have so much fun listening to her today. Hello. Hi. Hey, Pat, are you there? How are you? Yes, I'm here. How are you, I, my dear? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So I just went through a little bit of an intro with you um, all for the show. And then, you know, we're, we're recording, so um, let you know that. Um, but we're <laughs> also... be on my best behavior. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just went over, you know, it is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. And then I went over the discussion about the symptoms of ovarian cancer. And, you know, we can get all to that in a minute. But first I wanted, I told them about your books um, and how they, you know, we'll talk about in a minute where they can find them. But I'm, I was reading your bio this morning, and, and I didn't realize you were diagnosed at 29. Yeah, technically 28. Um, I was pregnant okay. and, um, at the time and started treatment right around 29, but diagnosed at 28. It doesn't really matter. I mean, either way, sure. <laughs> a couple of months. Sure. Um, yeah, and completely um, – I mean, we hear, unfortunately, there's been a lot of stories in the last couple of years of um, children. I mean, I met a four-year-old last year. Um, there's a girl in Houston who was nine. We've had um, a lot of college kids be diagnosed recently. Um, so that that 
idea again that, oh, this is just something that older women or, mm-hmm. you know, people that are, you know, later in life or past menopause, whatever it is, that's when we have to worry about this disease is mm-hmm. really becoming <laughs> um, not the truth anymore. Um, and unfortunately, right. um, it's affecting the kids, it's affecting everybody. So, um, yeah, right. I was not expecting that for sure. I had never heard of ovarian cancer. I, I didn't. Okay. It was not on my radar at all that this was something that I I could be diagnosed with. So what what happened? I mean, how did the diagnosis come about? Because it was found very early, which uh, is very fortunate. Yes, that is that's the key. Um, so um, I was pregnant, and I was super active, and I just started to not feel. So I mean, I don't know. I just kind of felt odd, <laughs> and I I. Mm-hmm was sure I was positive it was had something to do with pregnancy but since it was okay. um, my first pregnancy I didn't know what a pregnant woman should feel like and I went in sure. and I just said I just feel off I don't I, I feel kind of like there's a tugging in my torso I don't know if that's the baby I don't I'm I don't know I just feel off there's something in me that's telling me I need I need you to take me seriously um, okay. And not just say, oh, you're the crazy, you're the new crazy mom. <laughs> um, sure. But like, sure. No, just, <laughs> um, but they're like, you know, no, everything, the baby looks, you know, the, at that point, they're like, we just think you're really overdoing it. And they sent me home. And okay. um, for two days, I sat, I, you know, I didn't really recognize it at the time, but this is what I see it as now. The Holy Spirit was urging me, hey, there's still something going on. This is not just you overdoing it. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's more. Go back in. Go back in. Be <laughs> be that uh, annoying patient that says, no, there's something going on. And when I did go back in and they did the ultrasound, they're like, oh, yeah. Um, okay. There's a tumor on the ovary, mm-hmm. and it's the same size as the baby. Okay. So... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. That that was one of the reactions is just well, what <laughs> okay, you know, well, what do we do about this? Um so I I had always assumed that when I was going in and I was saying, "Hey, something's wrong or something's just feeling off." I I as the new mom, I just assumed it was going to be something affiliated with the the pregnancy. It was not sure. about me. Because I, like I said, I never thought, oh, ovarian cancer. <laughs> um, right. I, I, I never knew anybody. I, knew, I had not known one person with ovarian cancer. I didn't know any of the symptoms of ovarian cancer. I, it, no, it was not on my radar at all. And okay. um, so for them to catch it while I was pregnant really is what, I mean, it, it was just, perfect, perfect timing, mm-hmm. as you can use that. But I mean, that's the reason that they found it. I probably would have ignored. I would not have taken care of myself. I would have been so busy, but I was, I was a new mom and I was trying to do everything I could to be healthy um, for my baby. And that's what I was concerned mm-hmm. about. That's why I went in is I just wanted to make sure everything was okay with the baby. And it ended up being, it was, she saved my life because otherwise I wouldn't have gone in. So, right. 
And you used some very key words because you know, I, I was a nurse for 10 years, and, and you would have patients mm-hmm. come in and go, oh, I don't feel good, and I don't feel. But when patients <laughs> would come in and say, I feel off, I feel odd, I feel something's not right, those are words that are not typical. And so that tells, would tell me as a healthcare provider, like, oh, this is different than uh, I just feel cruddy, you know? Um, and and well, those are words that, yeah, that are really important. And it's, I mean, it's not very helpful. I mean, just go in and they're like, okay, what are your symptoms? I'm like, I just feel off. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. helpful necessarily. And so, I mean, kudos to you as a, you know, professional of going, hey, I know that's not very helpful. Let's dig into this a little bit more. What does she mean by that? Um, because right. I couldn't really explain it. I just, mm-hmm. I'm here and I don't really know why, but something's off. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. when people say, well, yeah, but did you, did, were you, did you gain weight? Yeah, I was pregnant. Were you tired? Right. Yeah, I was pregnant. <laughs> you know, so right. all those things that, you know, we kind of look at and like, oh, did you feel bloated? Did you have back pain? Did you? Yeah. But everything that you're saying, I chalked up. I was like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. That it, mm-hmm. This is just what it's like to be pregnant though, right? So, and that's, right. that's the really crappy part about this, this disease is that, there isn't a test and the symptoms are so (sighs) every day for a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're just, this is your everyday life and that's unfortunate. But, um, so you go in and, and, you know, doctors will say, Oh, well, I just, everybody was complaining about this today or this, (laughs) this news story was on. So now it's in everybody's head that, Oh, we, everybody has this, you know, so they, they deal with patients coming in and going, Oh, I think I have this. I think I have this. And you get misdiagnosed or you become a, just another file on a desk. And I was very fortunate on, you know, that I was pregnant. So they took extra care. They looked into what I was saying. And even when they, they, when they went into, okay, well, you're feeling odd, off, whatever, let's do an ultrasound, they weren't looking for ovarian cancer. They were right. looking to make sure that my baby was okay. And it just happened and, to, you know, stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and, well, and it possibly, too, it was like, let's just do an ultrasound, and so she will go home, and it'll be fine. And, and sadly, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. really, yeah. because I, I've been on both sides. Um, because I've, you know, had ovarian issues, but it's, it's like both sides of it. And, um, like, oh, let's just do this. But again, when you, I think a lot of it too is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, women tend to not take their own symptoms seriously. Like if your kid is sick, if your spouse is sick, if your you know, oh, girlfriend, boyfriend are sick, absolutely. I mean, you're like, come on, you need to take care of yourself. But it's like, I don't have time to be sick. So therefore I can will <laughs> this to be not this. Yeah. Do what I say, like, not I as I do. <laughs> right. I mean, no, absolutely exactly. not. And I, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's, I don't, that's just, um, I don't know. That That's maybe what we're, it's what I saw from my mom too. I mean, it's just what it's just what women do. Um, let mm-hmm. me take care of you, and I'll, I'm on the back burner. Um, and really, I honestly, right. truly, 100% believe. Now, if it would have just been me, um, and I can, t- <laughs> I wouldn't have want, I wouldn't have went in. And I can tell you that, and I'm still that way because 
um, recently I went in for something totally random and they're like, so when did these symptoms start? And I go, oh, not about nine months ago. And they're like, and you're just coming in. Well, yeah, I have to have, I've had right. things to do. You know, I've, I've right. been running my kids somewhere. Or I've been, you know, I've been busy. So I don't, you don't put yourself first. And um, thank goodness, you know, like I said, I had, I had, I was thinking about somebody else and it actually benefited me, but um, I was super worried that it was a pregnancy thing. So, yeah, sure. And, you know, one of the things that I've um, talked to and, you know, I've been advocating for a while um, and I'm so excited that I found you because this is so happy. I just made me (laughs) thrilled. Um, And we have mutual friends, which is fun. So um, I'm excited about that. And then you also have a fashion thing coming up. (laughs) So we're going to get to that in a second. Um, But it's, (laughs) it's, I'm so excited. Um, But one of the things that I realized in in talking with people who are fighting ovarian cancer and then people who are in the field of treating people is the big thing is since the symptoms are generally vague, there's this idea of there's no timeline. And so the big thing is to, for anyone out there listening, is to write down, if you can figure out when your symptoms began, and then this makes it better, this makes it worse, nothing changes, this is different from my normal because. Um, And then go in and say, I need you to walk through this with me, and please, like you're saying, you know, please take me seriously when I say this is not normal for me and then, right. you know, go right. from there. And that's, you're spot on. You're spot on. Um, there is, um, it's out on the web. I'm sorry. I don't know the exact link, but link, but you could Google NOCC and Dr. Oz together and you're going to find this fact sheet that, um, right. That has been created. And it's exactly what you're saying. It says, you know, here's, you know, what what have your symptoms been? How long? All of that. And I think it's a, a fabulous tool because you're able to walk in and I think, I don't know what it's like on the doctor's side, but I feel like I'm speaking their language then. I can say, here you go. These are the questions you're going to ask right. me, or this is black and white, and I'm not going to go veering off on this personal story. Um, you're going to be able to look at facts, and I'm going to be able to give right. them to you without being emotional and we're going to be able to get somewhere faster. And right. um, right. That's, I mean, that is the key. That is the key is being able to communicate in their, you know, their language, them understanding what you're feeling, how long has this been lasting? Because if you're having um, these symptoms of, you know, you start to eat and you feel full really fast, you know, well, right. that's not normal. You know, so um, how long has that been going on? And then, you know, because if they asked me that in the, um, if they would have asked me that sort of question, I would have been like, well, you know, I don't know. What day is it anyway? I mean, I don't know. It could have been a sure. week. It could have been a month ago. I don't know how long this has been. So really taking the time and slowing yourself down and going, okay, when was this? When when did this happen? You know, and, and start keeping track. Um, and again, putting yourself first. Just right, having that conscious. I mean, because again, like it, if I bet that if um, the doctor would say, "Well, how long has your your kiddo been, you know, struggling with this or that?" You would know. You would know right away. I've been watching this for right. three days, and and my child is not getting better, or my mom is not. You know, she's she's been. I've noticed this with her. Well, you notice these things with other people. You need to notice it with yourself. Mm-hmm. So your point before and to so your point now. I mean, you are spot on with all of this. Is that 
yes, you need to take note of it and literally take note of it um, and bring it in and speak the, the medical language with them. Give them what they need. Help, help them right. help you. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And, and the big thing, yeah. too, is, is always, and I always tell people this, take a list of your questions to the doctor, no matter what doctor you're going oh, to, yeah. for whatever reason, because it, it never fails. And I, you know, after even I've been in the medical field as long as I have, I'm like, okay, I had another question. Now I can't remember what it is. Um, and so <laughs> everyone's got a phone or, or something, print it, yes. and then take a picture of it on your phone, and then send it to yourself, and then put it, you know, have it yeah. with you. and. So you walk in and say, these are my concerns. This is what's going on. And, and it's not to alarm anyone because I don't want anyone listening to go, oh, I feel really bloated today. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's one of those moments of, <laughs> yeah. okay, to but sit back and just like pay attention to what right. is going on because the sooner the diagnosis happens, the better the outcome. Yes. Like um, actress exactly. Cody Smulders, mm-hmm. she was yeah. diagnosed yeah. at stage two. Um, and she's had right. two kids since she's had her ovarian cancer treatments. And, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where there's a lot of options. Um, and, of yeah. course, outcomes always better when cancer is diagnosed earlier, um, right. any cancer. So, right. um, so, we, mm-hmm. so I found the link to the checklist, so I will post that in the oh, write-up cool. of the show. Oh, and I will you. also have it yeah. on my uh, Facebook page and social media. So we'll definitely have that out there for people. So as you're going through this whole, you know, you've been diagnosed now. So, and now you, did you start treatment when you were pregnant or did they need to delay or how did that work? Yeah. So diagnosed right at 26, well, not diagnosed, the surgery, you know, when they, when they found that tumor, we went in immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And they said, okay, we, we see there's a tumor. Anything that grows that fast, we're taking out immediately. We cannot guarantee that when you wake up from surgery, you will be able to save this pregnancy. But we need to, we need to take the tumor out now. We can't wait. Sure, sure. And so that was immediate. So like debulking, um, that's, the, that's the fancy <laughs> word for it. I mean, you go in and you're going to take out the, 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 the bulk of, of the cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, took out mm-hmm. the ovary, took out the tumor. Um, they do a wash of your abdomen to see if there's any other cancer cells in there, whatever. So that's immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and you want a gynecologist who specializes in this to do this, correct? Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. this is, and that, I mean, I, I will say that too. I mean, you have to trust your doctors. You get, get who specialize, not who just wants, who says, oh, I have an interest in, or I have a, no, I I need the best of the best. And and I guess, you know, to our point earlier, get who you'd get for your mom. Get who you'd get for your daughter. Get don't this is not a time to be messing around. Um so they do the the, the debulking and um takes a little while for that pathology to come back and, and uh I was blessed that um you know, I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And mm-hmm. they shared the information with Mayo Clinic, with Duke, mm-hmm. with MD and yeah. UCLA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like everybody gets together and they were, hey, what do we do? Because A, she's 28. B, she's pregnant. <laughs> what do we What do we do yeah. about this? And and so it was the idea of okay, well, and we they even like you know they were talking with you know baby doctors 
Okay, when when do we deliver right. the baby? What's the best thing for the baby? And it was decided, okay, 32 weeks. If we can get the baby to 32 weeks and we okay. do steroid shots to help with lung development and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. then we can really just work on this one patient. So that's what we did was mm-hmm. we got to 32 weeks and we delivered. Okay, so now they okay. can just say, okay, now we have <laughs> now we have just a cancer patient who's young. Right. What do we right. do with her? Now, granted, she has had two major surgeries in a very short amount of time. Yeah. When, do, they, we, when mean, do we go ahead and able, start? This? Yeah. I, I know this sounds a little vain, and I know in the in the mindset that maybe sometimes that's all people can grab onto. But were they able to use the same incision for both? Yes. Because that was, healing wise too. No, that also helps. Yeah. That yeah. helps and vain, sure. But I just said, hey, let's. Can you just cut on the dotted line, basically? Can we just? Right. We've already been there, done that. Right. <laughs> let's just. Right. Let's not. This is. I don't want to look like a roadmap when we're done. So anyway, yes. th- that's exactly what they did. That's what they did, and um, okay. baby's delivered, and she's amazing. And the only issue that that she has is she's small. That is literally her only issue. I mean, she okay. is. She's perfect. She's just small. And um, I talk about that in the book because she has literally come out fighting and has the, she's just takes the bull by the horns, like from day one. So um, that was not the issue. And thank God, because if there would have been more issues, um, it would have been like, oh, right. now we have a baby and a sick mom. No, we just have a small baby now. And they okay. always tell you, okay, if when you, when you have a new baby, uh, a preemie, she's, they're going to stay in NICU until she their right. their actual due date and she stayed two weeks because she had no issues. Wow, that's so, not bad. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. And and they were like, okay, so um, when you're ready, <laughs> you've had two major surgeries. When you're ready, we'll go ahead and start chemo. Which I just laughed at them because I'm like, um, I don't know when I'm ever going to be quote unquote <laughs> ready for chemo. Um, <laughs> but okay, you know. <laughs> Um, we, I, it was about two weeks. It was about two weeks from delivery okay. that I started chemo. So baby is now 14 days old and, you know, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll start chemo too. Cause right. This, <laughs> why not? <laughs> we got like, yeah, we got to get started. In, the, sooner we, <laughs> the sooner we start, the sooner we're done. That's kind of yes. where I was at. And really I, I didn't, I was 28. 29. I didn't know what I was like. Yeah, sure. Let's just do it now. Let's, I mean, it's, it's not something we can put off. Right. So, um, right. let's just do this. Let's do this. And, um, my, I was, I was thinking the worst. I mean, I, you know, you, you see, hear, read stories of, of chemo and I just expected it to, and it did rock my world, but not as bad as, what I was making up in my head that it was going to be like. So, okay. Um, that was, <laughs> I had a decent experience with chemo. <laughs> if you can, yeah. if you can have that, I did. Um, sure. And sure. I didn't realize how uh, vain I, I was. Um, <laughs> I knew, you know, they tell you you're going to lose your hair. And I thought yeah. I would totally be fine with that. And I was not. So sure. It's just hard. Well, and you were also just fighting hard. a lot. I mean, you were fighting your body on so many levels at that point. <laughs> I mean, 
made your, you know, your recovery yeah. from having a baby, and now you. I mean, it's just like I can't even, um, I can't even imagine what everything that went was going through your brain at the time. Um, and yeah, you know, you, we have pregnancy yeah. brain, then we have you know postpartum brain, and now you have chemo brain. It's just right. like, you know, you were probably just happy to have pants on when you walked out of your house most days. You know? <laughs> like, oh yeah, pants. Great. Yeah. I remembered. You know? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That is exactly what it was like. But I mean, and, and when I would tell people, and I do, when I tell people the story, they're like, whoa, 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 wait, what? You were doing what? And I'm like, yeah, well, then this happened. And they're like, no, what weren't, you know, and it is, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Mo- I think, and that's why I'm very happy. I kept a journal like from day one. I kept a journal and it helped me like deal with everything that I was doing, everything that was happening, helped me process it. Um, Going back, I I can read it and go, Oh yeah, I kind of remember that, you know, like, cause at the time, uh, no, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what day it was, but it was, um, if, if that really honestly is something I, I would, I would suggest that for almost anybody in any upside down situation like just to be able to write it down and you end up processing so much more. Yeah. Getting it out on. And then, and you don't have to worry about any judgment, you know, from, or any odd looks from people um, as you process it. So. Right. At, that was, right. that was key for me too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely, um, <laughs> definitely crazy. Yeah. So if you're joining <laughs> us, it's uh, www.booksbyspeterson. S P E T E R S O N dot com. She's also on Facebook, and she's got both her books. Uh, it uh, isn't ugly forever, and Jelly Beans for Mom are the two books that you wrote um, for during for your about your cancer journey. Um, and one is yeah. a, a self, you know, helping people get through, and then the other is a children's book. Um, so <laughs> tell me yeah. about writing the children's book. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. And by the way, not an author by like any training whatsoever. So for these to come into my life and this opportunity to be there was just, it like stars aligning It just things fell into place. Um, so when I was diagnosed, you know, we've talked about, you know, I, I was, I had my baby, my baby has never seen me sick. You know, she sure. um, was at four. She said, you know, she started to question my my scars and um, oh yes okay I yeah and she was just like what's that all about and you know what happened um and you how do you explain this all to a four-year-old I mean uh it was it's you just you have to put it in their words and um it was at that point it was four years after this journey had started that I went dang um I am so blessed that my kids never seen me sick now, was it yeah. crazy to bring a baby, you know, you know, sick mom trying to get the baby around to here and there and, and all of this? Yeah, sure, absolutely. But my baby never saw me sick. And I can't imagine yeah. what goes through the kids' minds when if you have to go home right now, if I would have had to tell my 4-year-old or if I had to right now tell my 13-year-old, hey, mom's sick, this is going to get ugly for a while. Um, mm-hmm. it, it would have been a completely different story, right? So sure. I just have always felt very blessed that she never saw that. And um, I just 
you know, again, I'll say it, you know, God works in, in mysterious ways. I was going for a walk one day thinking about that whole scenario of my, my child's never seen me sick and, and I'm blessed for that. And I went, Hey, well, what if, what if there was a book? What was, <laughs> yeah. What if there was a kid's book that helped the kid realize, you know, um, whoever it is that they're going to go visit at the hospital is sick. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to feel like. These are the things you're going to see. These are the words you're going to hear. Um, because I mean, we have to admit it as even as adults, when we walk into a hospital, I don't think any of us are really super comfortable. I mean, we don't yeah. like the sterile feeling. We don't like the smells. We don't like all the, the crazy sounds. Um, and it's overwhelming for us. Um, mm-hmm. But then you just throw in that, okay, well, what if you were going as a child, and let's say it's, it's grandma, let's say it's your uncle, let's say it's, you know, your whoever. And you're going in there, and the last time you saw them, you know, it was normal. And now they're in a bed with an IV, with a headscarf. They're whatever, you know. Like, that is eye-opening. That's, yeah. That is a memory you, a you can't get rid of, you know. And um, it is a lot. And I just thought, you know, again, like, dang, I'm so glad that, you know, my uh, my nieces and nephews, they I, they could write their own book of what it was like, I'm sure, mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, we saw us. We, last time we saw Stacy, we were, you know, playing catch, and now Stacy is having a hard, you know, having enough energy to get from the couch to that chair, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, that's why I just mm-hmm. wanted to, I wanted there to be something for kids. And so the right. story, um, that's what it is. Anne Marie is visiting her mom at the hospital, and She's, I mean, it's all from her point of view. You know, it's yeah. um, it's just new words that she's getting, new sounds, and and this is this is what this is all about. And it's it's not scary. It's it's hope filled. And in the back of the book, um, I found a lot of different resources so that if you are going through this and you have a child, a grandchild, a niece, nephew, whatever it is, just some. I, tidbits, a list. I'm a big list person. Um, to be like, let's just make this as normal mm-hmm. for your kiddo as possible. Now, and granted, it's a picture book, so it's geared for a very young reader um, mm-hmm. or for you to read to a very young child. However, the stuff in the back, um, making their life and their routine as normal as possible, that's for mm-hmm. everybody. That doesn't matter. Sure. I mean, if you're telling a teenager right now, hey, let's just um, let's just have your schedule as normal as possible. I'm not going to be able to pick you up and take you to and from school. I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to take you to practice. But guess what? We've got tons of people who want to help us. We mm-hmm. have family nearby. We have whatever it is, and we're going to make your schedule as normal as possible. You're going to do what you're going to do, and we're going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And we're going right. to use – your coaches and your teachers and everybody's going to be on the same page. They're going to know at their, whatever your comfort level is, how much ever they need to know. Um, but mm-hmm. we're going, we're going to make it normal for you as we, as normal as possible. And we're going to let people in a little bit. So they know that sure. why you're tight. We're going to let them know why, you know, 
your personality is off a little bit today. You got a lot sure. going on. Yeah. And so, or maybe why you your time is yourself. suddenly late, or why? Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Why? Why is she acting? Why are? Why is he or she acting a little bit different? Why? You know, whatever it is. Um, because I know that at least I'm this way. I tend to keep everything. I don't want to share. It took me a long yeah. time, and I'm getting better at sharing. But you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. No, actually, mm-hmm. what I need to say is, well, right now I'm I'm overwhelmed. I've got a lot going on. I really would appreciate, you know, some grace. If you can give me a little bit more time with whatever, that would be great. We don't want to say mm-hmm. that, though. We just want to go, right. yeah, I'm fine. Well, and, and maybe that's because we have too many people going, you know, asking the question as they walk past us at 100 miles per hour. So <laughs> how are yes. you doing? Zoom. You know, yes. we really don't care. Zoom. Um, well, and I and think so, too, you know, my I, my friend Shauna has been was diagnosed eight years ago with ovarian cancer, and and mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about what what kinds of things work in regards to asking what what what, what is helpful, and the big yeah. line that I, she and I have realized, and she's told me, was what do you need? Because people will say, call me if you need anything. Um, I'm here if you need anything. You know, I'm just a phone call away. And like you're saying, people are, you're like, yeah, no, I I won't because I don't want to unload this (laughs) on you as well. So the big thing is, what do you need? Or it's, I'm going to call you on Friday before the kids get out of school because I go to the grocery store and I need you to let me know what you need from the grocery store. And, and that's what that's I'm going to do. And, and so some people, yeah. like, um, some people are really good at making food. Great. They bring food. Someone else is terrible at food, but I can come over and clean your bathroom. I can pick up your kids. I can, you know, come on, sit next to you after treatment and just sit there in the quiet. I can, you know, bring you books. I can, you know, whatever. And I can mow your yeah. grass. I can, you know. And, and those are the things Perfect. that I think yeah. a lot of times, when people are going through this, whatever it, whether it's a cancer treatment or what have you, that's you. You don't wait for them to call you. You and but don't be aggressive. They're not going. Sometimes to. people are very shielded, no. right? Um, right. So yeah, I right. think what you're saying, you know. And but I think that leads into why we don't go in the first place to go with our symptoms. No, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, come on, let me help. Yeah. Um, no, it, and it, it is, and you know, I. I, I appreciate, I mean, the people who know me now don't let me get away with that. I mean, sure. they, they, they will say, no, okay, yeah, just, just like you said, I am going to call you, and we are going to, you know, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's, that's what I need. That's, sometimes that's what I need. Um, and I've, I'm learning more to be able to go, okay, I've, I know you really well, and I know that you're really good at whatever, you know, and I'm going to use your gifts. You are, you know, you're, you're always running around, you're doing things. Hey, can you also pick up my dry cleaning? Um, yeah. You know, can you, whatever. That's okay. And they're going to, this is a two way blessing. They're blessing you mm-hmm. by doing that. And honestly, I've been on the other side. It is such a blessing when someone finally lets you help them, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't take that away from them. That's what I was told. Don't take this away from me, Stacy. I want to help you, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel so good when I can help. So please don't take that away from me. 
Um, and there's, and, and so, there's things like, yeah. you know, I'm standing in the milk aisle. Do you need milk? I'm, you know, I, exactly. I, I, I just thought of you. Do it. It's, it's, it's just everyday stuff that's, that's hard. Let me exactly. come over and fold all your laundry, you know, that kind of thing. It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and people, because everything by the way, people you... could do that every day at my house. Come over and fold my laundry. That's <laughs> Please. This is the address. Um, Please. <laughs> it is, it's true. It's true. Because everything Okay, think about you're healthy today, right? Okay, everything right. that you are doing today is still going to have to be done yep. when you get diagnosed. You have all that, and then you've got the other stuff added to it. So right. as a caregiver, as a friend, as that person who's standing on the outside, whatever you're doing today, take that times two. Oh, I'm going to the grocery mm-hmm. store. Okay, I'm also going to ask them what they need. Uh, mowing. Uh, I'm also going to figure out. You know, it, maybe maybe you can't. Maybe you can't. You know, but maybe you have your lawn mowed, and you say, Hey, by the way, here's the address. I also I'm going to pay for it here. I want you to go take care of it. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, you have you have a resource. You have a gift, and it none of them is, are grander. They're all needed. So if your mm-hmm. gift is that you sit quietly and you hold their hand, priceless. Yeah. If that's what you yeah. can do, perfect. If you are miles away, and that's, some, that's the case sometimes, right? Like literally mm-hmm. someone you love is going through hell and back and you're thousands mm-hmm. of miles away. Well, what can you do? Well, no, I can't be there to hold your hand. But I am going to call you on Friday morning, and we're going to talk, mm-hmm. and we're going to right. figure this out, and I'm also going to figure out who's going to take this, that, and the other thing, you know, or I'm going to have, you know, there, there's tons out there, way more than I even know, but 13 years ago, we didn't have this whole, you know, call up the grocery store or do the stuff online and pick up your stuff. <laughs> and right. Right. That's amazing. Like, oh, we didn't have the whole, I know I sound really old, but we didn't have that whole Amazon thing happening where it just like drops out right. of your house. <laughs> but, but it's so easy now. So like, that's, that's the great part. It's like, okay, right. so, you know, you say to, to the patient or you say to the, the patient's spouse, hey, go ahead and put that order in at wherever, uh, at your grocery store, at the supermarket, whatever it is. I don't care. I'll, I will mm-hmm. be picking it up for you. You just put it in. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. My, I'm gonna, you, I will just go get it for you. Um, and I, you know, and you're thinking, well, that, how's that helping? That doesn't really do a whole, yeah, it does. You took something off their to-do list. Yeah. Because again, if you like take saying, something nothing, off of their to-do list. Yeah. No. Because the nothing caring big, of your family, the caring of the people around you, whether it's your cat or your dog or, you know, your family, which yeah. your cats or dogs are family, but it's, it's taking that <laughs> load because that doesn't go away. Um, and I think no. it's heavier and so that's what you when, said. yeah, right, right. Well, so we have okay. about and I, sorry, a but, minute and a half left. Yeah, go, go, go. No, we have about a minute oh, and a half okay. left. So tell me real <laughs> quick about your fashion thing. Oh my gosh. There have been so many, so many openings um, that have happened uh, with this whole cancer thing. Um, and now next week I get to be in a, oh my gosh, a, a runway show. All of the, all of the models are ovarian cancer survivors. It's here in Dallas. 
And um, it was so stinking cool to go. I went the other day for my fittings and Mm -hmm. um, got to pick out my outfits, and it was amazing. And I'll definitely be posting pictures of that because it's not every day you get to act like a model. So um, that's right. I'm thrilled to be with those women. I am thrilled to be in their presence Um, and that we all have this, unfortunately, we're all thrown into this this sorority uh, that we never wanted to be in. But we are, are yeah. rocking it, and, and we're going to – it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much I'm fun. I'm so excited so, for you guys. So make if the, you want to find Stacey so. – I, I will. So I will, if you want to find Stacy, she's on Facebook at Books by S. Peterson, and then her website is booksbyspeterson.com. I'm also going to post all her information on my show, and also I'm going to post the checklist – uh, for ovarian cancer symptoms that you can take to your doctor if yeah. there's any concerns or worries. You don't have to have a family history of breast cancer or ovarian cancer to get it, so please be mindful of your health. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us today, Stacey. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you. my gosh. I, this is a highlight. I'm serious. This was, uh, over, I'm over the, over the moon. This is just fabulous, and I'm so I'm so glad that Amber hooked us up, and this was amazing. Thank you so very much. Well, let's talk again very soon. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.